Hi, this is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And welcome to The The Help Help Show. Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in for our second series, Year of the Arts, second episode in February for Black History Month. This month, we discuss the relationship between mental illness and hip-hop. Does it matter if the music has a message? Did you know, according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, 43.8 million adults suffer from mental illness each year? Also, did you know, according to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, 20% of black Americans suffer from serious mental health issues. So, Tiffany. Yes. Drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) What does hip hop mean to you? Hip hop is one of my loves. I love hip hop music. Um, I'm a, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but I'm a connoisseur of rap music, if you will. You, you know, so hold on. So when did you start liking hip hop? Ah, as long as I can remember. I, I have an older sister who I was blessed to have in the '80s. So I got all of the brand new '80s music, and then I got all the '90s music when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and then 2000s, which was not the best time for hip hop. And then now, this last like five to ten years has been like a renaissance of huh. like, hip hop being meaningful and diverse and rich. And so since I was a little girl, I want to say the first rap song I can remember. Maybe like self destruction, which is like '89, hmm. and then I know our rappers delight. I know I knew that song by heart. Hmm. So yeah, I've been a hip hop lover since I was very young. Okay. So Nayana, when when did you fall in love with hip hop? Do you even love it? I mean, you know what? Okay, I have a couple good stories. You know, I always have really great stories. Yeah, you have stories. Oh. <laughs> They're great stories. You know, whatever. No ends. So you know, I grew up. My parents were blues and jazz. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so hip hop was my rebellious year. Mm-hmm. And so I actually fell in hip hop around like when Little Kim first came out. Ooh. Like I used to be scared of the, mm, you know, I, ooh, ooh. and I throw, okay, that's a, hardcore. Like, yeah, hardcore. I was Little Kim, boo boo. <laughs> that's my girl. I, you know what? I actually met her. Really? Uh-huh. I met her at a party in LA, a friend of my sister's, um, a family friend of ours. Um, he invited us to her birthday party. And so I met all the celebrities. Um, Little Kim, I met the Wayne brothers. I just met a lot of people. But when I met Little Kim, I was like, Little Kim, you, you had a fangirl moment. I was like, Michael Jackson, you mean my? I was like, oh, hold on, Little Kim. I have, actually have a picture with her. Oh, that's amazing. I'm, you know, I'm going to find that picture and show you. You have to. I love, yeah. love Kim. And so... Um, I was like, oh my God, it's because of you I became rambunctious. Oh, so you blame yourself for your baby? <laughs> what? Don't be judging me. Go blame Kim. And and so it allowed me. So that's that's so that's when I really around thirteen. You know, that's the stage like the um that stage when you kind of figure out who you are, identifying who you are, that teen lessons, and and that's not who I am, but her boldness. Yes, is what I could identify to. And her being so bold and unapologetic, that's when I was like, you know what, Nayetta? Yeah, Lil' Kim, she know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So, um... So I fell in love, so, so I fell in love with hip-hop around what? What, what year was Lil' Kim popular? Like, mid-90s, like 95, like around the same time, 94, 95, right around the time Biggie and yeah. Bad Boy was, was coming up. So, like, when I was, like, 13, yeah, 13, 14, that's about, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, 
Tiffany, does hip hop help you express your feelings? I would say yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a lyricist, but I am, like I said, a connoisseur. I'm a, I love to, to listen to people's lyrics. And I guess being a therapist, even when I was a kid, I would always want to dissect the lyrics. And I had a lot of guy friends that, you know, we would just talk about the lyrics and like, oh man, that line was so tight and oh my gosh, you know, but I was really reading into the emotion behind it too. Right. Um, I want to say around the mid nineties, late nineties, I was a preteen teenager. So I listened to a lot of Nas, I listened to a lot of Tribe, I listened to a lot of The Roots, and then also, you know, the Southern rap. I listened to uh, the No Limit Soldiers. Make it say, oh! And it was like... (laughs) Oh, but, on the, but if you listen to the real tracks, I was like, you gotta listen to the deep cuts. Oh, there she goes. That's where you get the. That's where you get the meaning. That's where you get the actual artist. The, uh-huh. the, the lyric. I mean, the the singles are great. Oh, Missy, that's one of my favorite. I like. I like Missy Elliott. She, Elliot she too. created an image. She created a, a feeling, and like for her, just like little Kim empowered you. She empowered me. You know, she was a little thicker woman, and I was a little chubby something. And so she made me feel like beautiful and like cool and like weird and just okay with like being who I was. Did you have so, your black lipstick on too? I, not yet. I was not quite at that level. I did not wear a giant trash bag. Though I enjoyed the, the rain video. Sorry, I'm killing her over here. But, uh, you know, and Timbaland and just like hip hop definitely helped me express many sides of myself. The fun side, the serious side, the right. goofy side, the weird side. Right. So, um, I can definitely say that. Well, what about you? How would, I know you kind of mentioned a little bit in your story about, you know, embracing your boldness with Kim, but is there any other ways that hip hop's helped you express yourself? Most definitely. Um, I think it helps me express myself now. Um, more than ever, I think when you're at that when you're at that adolescent stage, you really don't. You're figuring out who you are, but then once you become that adult, I think I I um, I connect with hip hop better. Like for prime example, so the prime example would be like what I'm going through as far as like um, with graduate school and with me having a purpose and a career. My favorite guy right now is Sean. Um, Big Sean. Big Sean. Okay. And what I mean, I listen to him. It's one song called Sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, he's all up in my (laughs) Kool-Aid. That's one of those deep cuts I was talking about. Like, he is all up in my flavor. I'm just like, Sean, why are you my Kool-Aid? You know me? Yeah, man. I'm at the gym working out hard. I sacrifice my time. I sacrifice my love life. I'm just like, he he all up in it. And so I'm I'm connecting with hip hop in a different type of way. And now that I'm older, instead of trying to figure out what my feelings are, when I'm repeating what little Kim was talking about at 13, I didn't know any of that. I wasn't even sexually active. You know? So I'm just listening like, uh, I wrote you. <laughs> But I do like, like what you're saying. That, but it's also a testament to how hip hop, in its in its essence, has matured as a art form because right. you had young people making young people's music for about 25 years. And right. then, like I was saying, about 10 years ago, there was this renaissance. You know, the Jay Z's, the Nas's, the, the Puffy's getting older and still being relevant. And it's like, okay, how do I stay relevant and still embrace the art? You know, the art of hip hop. So I, right. I think that's a great point. You know, and then Sean is technically like a younger rapper. He's in his like late twenties. Right. But again, he kind of grew up with these mature rappers rapping. Right. And so it's like we can only grow, you know, as a culture because you're learning from the past versus, you know, just doing this more of the same. No, we still have some of those, you know, more of the same type rappers. Right. But right. They still bring something new to it, even if it's a little less complex than we would like. 
and just like you, you, you hit a point. You hit a, um, a um, an artist that I absolutely love, Jay Z, and he has grown so much over time. <laughs> and it, and I'm not gonna say it is because he is a father. It is because he is a husband. You know, he's not out here bopping because that's exactly what he was doing. Hey, we planned to spend the cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, B-L-A-D. <laughs> and, Wait, where's the <laughs> Yeah, and so. Hip hop does mature over time, you know, and he he says that it is a type of therapy for Jay, you know, um, even with him and Beyonce, they they speak their issues through hip hop. Music instead of the tabloids, you just wait for that. That's like, that next album gonna be good because we heard about all this drama. Yeah, we want to know about the elevator. What what about this elevator? You know, which we you know we really know, but we still don't count. No, yeah, they're not gonna tell. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so with that being said, so Tiffany and I decided that we are going to play this game. Well, I'm playing the game, but Tiffany's going to do that. I mean, figure it out. Because she's testing my knowledge. Because she's the one to know these rappers. Don't ask me because it's going to be bonk, bonk, bonk. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Every, everything's going to be wrong. <laughs> so I try. It's okay, though. It's okay. Really, Tiffany? (laughs) Okay, so it's Name That Artist. This is my favorite thing to do. I think we need, like, some theme music or something. But I will stop. Yeah, okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you an easy one, and then I'm going to get to the hard ones, okay? Okay. Okay. I reach my peak. I can't speak. Call my ninjas. Chi. Tell him that my will is weak. I'm sick of ends as lying. I'm sick of bees hawking. Matter of fact, I'm sick of talking. He raps before a single gunshot fires. Pow! Oh, one, that's not an easy one. This is a deep cut. That's the great, late great, Biggie Smalls and towards B.I.G. Okay, okay. Give me one more chance. <laughs> a deep cut, but okay, you call that easy. I don't want to know what else is in this one. Okay, okay, okay. Um, ooh, hold on. Oh, yeah. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Oh, yeah, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Furthermore, his list of piling issues that have feeling overwhelmed. So, I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Come on. That's easy. That's the, the X-Man. Dark Man X. DMX. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I won't go do the part, but you beat me to it. You have a dog. That's just that's just not a good part. You gotta cover your soul again. I'm not gonna bark. Hurt, hurt. Yes, that's good. Dark Man X. Who, who, if you guys didn't know, you know, struggles with addiction, had a yeah. lot of childhood issues with his parents. So, yeah. Um, he's definitely been pretty, pretty open about his stuff on reality television, but very. But his music already told the story. Yeah. If you were a fan before, you already know. Yeah, I listened to him in '99. Remember yeah, that? Flip- oh yeah, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Yeah, ones. I don't like. I didn't even have any teen rage. I just loved the. I'm slipping. I'm falling. How are- okay, 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 <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I have another one. I swear this effing burdened my back like a cap and gown. And when I attempted suicide, I didn't die. He raps. Who is that? Ooh. Cap and gown. So, somebody that may have gone to school? Yeah. For a second or two. Uh, hmm. Well, I went to school briefly with a rapper. Okay. By the name of Wayne Carter. Okay. Could that be? Wait, yeah, the Carter. His album, he had a cap and gown on it. 
Carter. That's my last answer. Final answer. Is your final? You sure? Wayne Carter. Okay, Carter that's, you know what? That's it, girl. That's ding, it. Ding, 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 ding. Little Wayne went to University of Houston for about a good two, three months. And we would have these sightings. Who saw Little Wayne on campus today? I saw him one time, but I was by myself. And so I was saying, Little Wayne. And there was no one there. So. <laughs> no one else saw him but me and his security guards. But that's he it. did. I think he did get his degree eventually. Eventually. How long would it take him to do? Hey, that's another. Just not Yossi. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I have one more. And then we're done with name this um, this artist. Well, what am I? Two for three? Yes. Come on, come on. Oh, okay. three for three. No, you not. Did you miss one? Uh-huh, no, you know what? You did miss one. Okay, you're right. Three for three. Okay. So you got to make this one hard. Okay. People in the street going to, going ape S. Battling depression, but nobody want to say S. Mmm. Going ape. Um. 50 cent? Logic. Oh yeah, I don't listen to him, but I have heard his song about suicide, uh, the suicide hotline. So okay, big ups. Okay, okay. But he's a new cat, so I had to give him a listen. Okay, okay. He did a very good job, Tiffany. I'll take a seventy-five. You taking seventy-five? It's not my best work. I know, I know, I know. I like my ace. <laughs> so we did the game. She did a very good job. So a couple more questions, then we're then we're we're out. Um, so how do you think hip hop can help um, adolescents or help people, help adults, or in general? Well, at its core, you know, hip hop is poetry. It's it's music. It's um, it's art. You know, with graffiti or yeah. like DJing. Like, there's so many elements of like pure hip hop that. People can find themselves in in any one of those elements, but with lyricism specifically, you know, you're giving a voice to things that probably didn't have a a way out, especially for kids from the inner city or urban youth, but really anyone now that hip-hop's more of our culture, um, I feel like it could help almost anyone. I've worked with teens for, for many years, especially when I worked in hospital, and I mean, that was, I would always, if I had time, give them a chance to write lyrics and like we would listen to what's popular it's like hey make a song based on this tune and you know the things you would get out of them would be amazing and so adults too you know it's just finding your voice and the beauty of hip-hop it doesn't have to be complex it doesn't have to be these long essays about you know your trauma but you know even just encouraging yourself um what's what touch the sky is one of my favorite songs by kanye you know anything that's gonna lift you up yeah I um I like that. It it, it, it does lift you up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that it allows you to be expressive in those different type of forms. You know, um, DJing. You um, wouldn't think of it, but yeah. Yeah, big ups to my um to my boy um DJ ASAP. Yeah. Just you know, just thinking about how it probably may change his life and the way he thinks of things. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you're piecing together other people's voices to make like a you know, a new song or even just, you know, getting those songs to flow to keep a, a party or a mood going. So right. yeah, I I, I wanna be DJ one day in my in my next life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of work. It is. It is not easy. No, it's not. Um Okay. So, so well, when I edit, um, you know, how does the culture you think, as far as hip hop as a culture, talk about mental health? How do you think it addresses it? Um, it acts it out, honestly. Okay. And what I mean, it acts it, it acts it out. Um, 
I feel okay. Good example. Remember on my Instagram, um, what's his name? Rashid was it? Rashid? What was his name? That I, I put the Instagram and he did the Black Panther song oh, by Kendrick King Lamar. Karan. King Karan. Um, good example. You know, he acted out how he felt hip hop portrays. Um, black male in the black male community mm-hmm. and so hip-hop allows you to um i'm gonna say understand without understanding mm-hmm. yeah you, you get that yeah because i mean like i was mentioning earlier it's it's a part of american culture now it's not just a black thing yeah it never was it was black and latino but yeah. it's always and then i mean the beastie boys have been around since the 80s so it's never just been but, you know, it does come out of the traditions of poetry and, and, and spoken word and, right. and oration that, that come out of black culture. So, you know, we have no problem sharing. <laughs> as long as you give give honor to where it's due and Most give respect to where it comes from. And so, yeah, that video was a great example of him kind of embracing all the different identities that a black man can have from through being, that music. Being smart, but then being arrested, being judged. Yeah, being judged, yeah. being labeled. And then also, you know, being exalted and, and, you know, getting that positivity back from from seeing yourself as a better version of yourself. Yeah, so big ups to King Corona for acting that out, most definitely. Um, And so, I personally enjoyed um, this month with Black History. Mm -hmm. You know, just so much what African-American black American has done for our history. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, have enjoyed learning more about um, hip-hop therapy, or what did you tell hip-hop me? Hip-hop ass therapy. Yeah, hip-hop ass therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said... Okay, so we sat down with Hydeen Beverly. He's a graduate student at the University of Texas in Austin, but he's also a master social worker. And he uses hip-hop in his treatments and also just as a personal form of expression. So we got to sit down and talk with him and really pick his brain about how hip-hop can be used in a therapeutic way. Now, forgive us. We had some technical auditory (laughs) difficulties, but we got some good information out of Hydeen. So just push through. If it gets a little, just push through because it's a good interview and then at the end we'll have a little special treat for you yeah thank you for listening guys Philadelphia, 
and growing up in Philadelphia. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh no, y'all can't do that. Y'all gotta y'all gotta show some love. <laughs> I'm 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 still I'm still I'm still riding that right now. <laughs> so you know, but it, it's all though because one of my uncles he's a uh, he's a Cowboys fan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I called it. If, if you know, for our, our listeners, last show. I called the Eagles, so you know what? We're not gonna even go there. Continue, <laughs> Hadia. Uh, okay, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I was I was born in Philadelphia, raised there. Um, I'm the second oldest of, of seven kids, so I, you know I went to I went to a unique school in Philadelphia. I went to a private boarding school in Philadelphia called Gerard College, and my my grandmother. My, my my maternal grandmother, she she enrolled me in that school, and it's located right in the neighborhood I grew up in in North Philly. And for me, I believe that was the the catalyst that changed that changed my life trajectory. So um, after after I graduated from high school, I left. As soon as I graduated from high school, I went right to the University of Wisconsin. And I got my degree in social work. And then after I graduated, I returned back to Philadelphia to work at the high school that I went to for three years. Wow. Okay. So, so it was an opportunity for me to, to give back to the young people that I worked with, the community that, that raised me. And it's a, it was a real unique opportunity, uh, the school that I went to. So, like I said, I went and worked there for three years. Then I traveled around, went to different places. Then I finally went back to get my master's in social work. And after I, after I received my master's in social work, I worked as a juvenile probation officer for for a year. And after that year, I, I you know I applied for PhD programs, and now I'm here at the you know pursuing my PhD right now. Awesome, you a Interesting journey to this point. Very interesting. So our topic uh, for this month is, is hip-hop and its relationship with mental health. And so i got to start with a, a more casual question. When was the first time you fell in love with hip-hop? So I, I, I got this. It's, it's two stories to that. I, um, I wrote this, this rhyme where I say hip-hop turned me out when I was in third grade when I heard <laughs> off of one. Uh, you know, I heard I heard uh, "All for One" by Brand Nubian. Okay. And and so that that's one of the stories that I that I connect to when I fell in love with hip hop. And so when I was in third grade, one of my teachers he 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 introduced me to DJing. But at that time, we had to I had to set up two different radios so we had a little radio and I don't know if y'all remember those big those big um recorders that they used to have in school most definitely yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so so we would we would set up a radio and one of those recorders and I would bring in the tapes and play the one tape play one song on, on the radio and then cue up the next song in the recorder you know, I would fade fade them in and out, and that's when I that was my first time DJing. 
So I would do that for our for our class parties. So oh, that's that's the one story. But then the second story is so my grandma she took she took me and my older brother downtown and she let us pick out she let us pick out some bootleg tapes. Oh, okay. Um I knew So the the tape that I picked out was uh a tribe called Quest Low End Theory. Okay. Yeah, and my brother and my brother he picked out um straight out of Compton. Oh. Okay. So he 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 picked out the NWA tape. But I I I started that's when I fell in love with with Tribe Called Quest. That's 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 one of my uh all-time favorite groups. So it was really I would say third grade. Um oh. is when I really really started listening to hip hop. The bird I see in your stories is that you know, an adult introduced you to the culture and gave you the opportunity to, to engage with it yourself as a young person. So that's just a really awesome yeah, way to kind of, you know, start a relationship with a culture like that. Yeah, it is. It's like it's in your blood. You, it's oh, yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, been there. it's been there from the beginning. But I was never – I didn't start doing my own thing or rhyming myself until – after I graduated from college, so I was like twenty three, twenty four when I wrote my first my first rhyme. You know, most people say they wrote their first rhymes when they was eight, nine, ten. Um, I didn't I didn't really start writing my own stuff till I got older. Okay. So we're gonna veer over to some questions in in the social perspective of things. Um, okay. In your in your opinion. Tell us the value of a medium like hip hop to expressing emotional and mental struggles. Um, well, I like for myself. It, for me, it was really when I started writing. It was more cathartic. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was my opportunity to really express myself because I was always, you know, the quiet one. I was sitting in the back. You know, um, you know, I had I had a couple of homies that we, you know, we were the ones who really worked with the the the, the audio visuals, the cameras, and we 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 were the ones who who DJed all of our parties at school. But um, the writing comes in for me as as an opportunity to express myself and how I translate it to working with the young people is that. And the different programs and the different community organizations that I worked with, for example, I worked with this this organization out of Philly called the Black the Black um, Spoken Word Artist Tour. And what we would do, my mentor, is we would go into elementary schools or middle schools. We would go into juvenile detention facilities, and we would perform hip hop spoken word to the young, you know, for the young people in those settings. So I look at it as an opportunity to, 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 share, to share our stories with the young people we, we work with and hope that they'll, they'll listen to it and hear our stories and find the courage within themselves to say, you know, I can, I can overcome these different challenges that I'm facing in my community. So I, I really think it's an opportunity to, 
to to get to know the young people, you know, in that in that building rapport stage as as clinicians or practitioners. Um, I think we can, you know, get to know them by by talking about music, listening to the music that they listen to, maybe even sharing sharing some of the things that we listen to and then have a conversation around it. So it's really just an opportunity to to get the to get to know the young people. I can definitely agree with that, Adina. And I've, you know, I've used it in my in my clinical practice. So I mean, for you specifically, you can give an example of, of your work with an organization. But in your work as a you know as a social work, how have you you know directly used hip hop or uh, lyricism or even like you said, DJing, something that you've done to to connect with your clients or to to I guess give them a resource they may not otherwise have had. So I have so so if you look at some traditional treatment plans, you know, they have you know, they have an opportunity where you where you talk about, you know, what's going on, what's the you know well, you know, what brought you here or why why did you come to to get, you know, get help from a social worker or a counselor. And then we talk about, you know, what are some of the goals you 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 want to work on, and then we you know we look to towards towards like what are some some outcomes you want to see for yourself. So what I try to do is is get them to to write. So one of the one of the things that I learned in working with some of the people that I've worked with is we have this writing prompt where we have the young people draw a tree. So in a tree you have, you know, the roots. You have you have three parts to a tree. You have the roots, you have the the bark, and you have the branches. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so as I'm talking to the young people, I would ask them, so the roots, what are some, some of the things that you value? What what are some of the things that you that you live your life by? You know, some some young people might, let's say, for example, they say, you know, trust or loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- you know, what are what are some other things y'all think young people would would say as that's a value of theirs? You know, values like education or you know, money, family, things right. like that. Right, exactly. So those so those are the roots. You know, okay. what you you know what you build. So what's underneath, you know, what people really don't see? Kind of that iceberg uh, analogy or metaphor that people use as well. So, so then you go, you go to the bark, which is the next part of the tree. And, you know, we get the young people to talk about, so what can you do to uh, the third part is the branches, and the branches is kind of like, your outcomes, right. you know. So, so let's let's go to the branches now. So, what are some some outcomes for the young people that we see? Um, yeah, college, exactly. And and we even talk about the negative outcomes as well too. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, jail, um, being being a, a drug addict. You know, and these crazy. are some things. Yeah, these are some of the things that the young people say. You know, and then, it, you know, basketball player, a doctor, a lawyer. So those right. are the branches. Okay. But but then the, the bark is what do we have to do to get there? What happens right. 
in in our lives to get to those branches. You know, mm-hmm. so let's say let's say they say something negative, jail. Right. Then what did you do to get there? Or what right. does someone have to do to get there? Right. Okay, I wanna you know, I wanna be a doctor or a basketball player. What do you have to do to get there? And are you doing that now to get to those branches? So it's it's really that's one way that I do it. And I, I learned that from a program, another program that I worked with, um in Michigan, and there's a program called Telling It. And what they do is they, they work at work with um, middle school students, and they um, go into the schools, and they have after-school programs. And I was a part of that for a little while. And that, that's one of, the, one of the writing prompts that I use as well with the young people. Right. So it seems like you sound like, like dipping their toe in the water a little bit, using even a visual metaphor, and then you're pulling out, you know, those the, the narrative of their life, and then kind of being able to create their own story. Right. And I can see how that it, can like drop into a, you know, into lyrics, right. and, and poetry very easily because you almost is that, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Y'all going y'all going in and out now. Oh, I think it's almost like you're given a sequence. You know, like you have the roots, right. the barks, and the branches. And so, uh-huh. like Tiffany said, I can see why that it would turn into um, lyrics. Oh, yeah. And then, and then as, you know, there, there are other, other writing prompts that we can use. So that's really just to get the, exactly, get the, get the words flowing, get your thoughts flowing. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then, you know, once, once, once those words get on the page, we can, we can transfer that into something else. You know, and and some people are more and you know more interested in in the visual arts and the lyrical arts as well too. So we can find ways to incorporate incorporate all of it. Okay. So, the, so you answered a little bit of my question that I was going to ask you, but okay, you're doing hip hop therapy. Do you think that hip hop therapy is better than you know just? the regular type of, you know, therapy that a, um, that an adolescent goes through? And if so, could you give an example? I wouldn't yeah. say that it's, I wouldn't say that it's better. And I don't, I, you know, I haven't really, for myself, I haven't used the term hip-hop therapy. That's not really the term, one of the terms that I've been using. I okay. think it's more, um, for me, I think it's more, of the the approach that I take and incorporating, you know, some of the evidence based practices that's already out there. So we, we talk about adapting them. Okay. And and, you know, incorporating, you know, the 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 things that the that the young people are interested in. Because I mean we you know, you, you use those those same skills, motivational interviewing, you know, um you know, solution focused type type approaches. You use all of that, and and I don't and, I, and like I said, I wouldn't say it's you know it's better. It's just really adapting a lot of the 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 practices that we are taught to connect to make more of a connection to the young people that we work with, especially if the young people are interested in hip hop. 
and and visual, you know, visual or expressive arts. So how can we incorporate that into? So I wouldn't say it's it's better. I think it's just really a matter of adapting our approaches. That's another tool for you to have as a as a practitioner. I, I can definitely see it that way. So exactly. um, let's switch gears a little bit away from practice and more into just discussing the culture of hip hop and 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 so my question would be, you know. What is the conversation we need to have with those that criticize, you know, things like explicit lyrics or very, you know, graphic imagery in in hip hop? Like, what what would be a good conversation to have in order to find some type of common ground in respecting it as an art form versus this, you know, um, outside thing or um, I guess I'm losing the words, but you know, something that's alternative versus something that is is a, a part of culture, a part of American culture specifically. Right. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I had this, you know, this conversation, and I'm, and I'm sure people are having this conversation, and I think that that conversation about hip-hop and rap and the, the negative uh, connotations around it, I think it's, it's changing a little bit, whereas, you know, 10, 10, let's say 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, it was really um, a negative, a negative connotation around hip hop and rap. But that's a that's a bigger, you know, bigger issue when we talk about the, you know, the media, the mainstream media, who who has control over what's being promoted and what's being what's being played more, whereas, you know. I, you know, I'm sure different people had this conversation even even back in the day. You know, and you know, in the '90s, on the radio, you, you we got to listen to everything. They played the conscious hip hop, they played the conscious rap, and they also played the the street. You know, the street music on the radio. So it wasn't just you know one sided. It wasn't just you know party party party. You know. Um, Shoot, shoot, you know, shoot, shoot, bang, bang. It wasn't just that. We got the, we got the self-destruction. You know, we got all of the, you know, all of the the conscious rap as well too. Um, so my my response to to that is, we, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to we want to sit down with the young people if if they're listening to the the shoot 'em up bang bang gun talk music drug you know drug music you know let's sit down and and deconstruct those messages with them right um, i definitely having them critically you know, think about the lyrics versus just ingesting yeah. it you know yeah exactly i mean and and some some of that stuff you know hey is is what is what some people see and the you know if the people rapping it, they might not even really be living it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know we don't we don't know we don't we don't know because most I think and 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 I don't know but I think most most young people that listen to you know or most people that listen to hip hop and rap they listen to people that's in their immediate community. Right. You know, you might listen to the, the, you know, the popular stuff that's on the radio, but for the most part, I think most people listen to the MCs or the rappers that's that's from their community or their neighborhood. 
And those most of those people aren't, you know, getting getting really paid, you know, like that. So I think it's a matter of I'm sorry. Local. That's right. what you're referring to, her name. I'm sorry, say that one more time. You, you, you're, you're referring to, like, local artists, local MCs, or, or you know, people that, like yeah. you said, are from their community versus the mainstream, popular, well-funded um, rap engines that are out there, hip-hop engines that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even, even the well-funded, you, know, um, you know, they're not even all talking about, the neg- you know, the negative stuff. You know, most of the most of the rappers right now that's winning Grammys, they're talking about you know other stuff. They're not really talking about negative. They they you know they have a political agenda as well too. Right. Yeah. I think that's so, lucky. It's been a shift for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So my response to that is really I I'm I I'm all about working with the directly with the young people, and let's sit down. And deconstruct, you know, why, you know, you know, not why, but let's, let's talk about, you know, this artist that you're listening to. Can you relate to this? Are you living this? Are you, you know, um, is, is this what you see in your community? You know, is there is there anything, you know, we can help you to get involved with to kind of help break those, break those experiences or those cycles? So... The larger media, that's a, that's a, I think that's a bigger conversation that needs to be had. So the question, so the next question I was going to ask you, um, Hydeen, is, you know, would you kind of, he almost kind of answered the question. Um, do you think that um, there's a value of studying hip-hop music outside the direct conversation with clients? Just as a practitioner, just as an individual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think so because if you look at, again, you know, you look at this shift. There, you know, you look at what, for example, what Harvard University is doing. They have a Nasir Jones Fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, named after named after Nas. You know, who who is one of my one of my go to rap you know rappers that I listened to growing up. Um. So, so when you see see things like that and then there there's a brother out of Clemson University who did his his dissertation his PhD dissertation from a hip hop a hip hop framework so there are people having having these these types of conversations and and they're valuable you know um because we we know that 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 hip hop you know, it's a it's an ethnography. It tells it tells it tells the stories of people and their culture. Mm-hmm. So I I think if, if you really if people really want to know what's going on in certain communities or even with with certain individuals, you know the the music the music tells a lot. So. Um, I, I think it's important that we do have these conversations. And I was reading this book um, called Bad Boys by Ann Arnett Ferguson, where okay. where she um, she she was she was working with a with an elementary school, and she had one of the students be her research assistant. 
And one of the one of the things that he said to her was that she wouldn't learn anything about him and his peers if she didn't listen to their music. So, so I I thought that was powerful. That is very powerful. Getting the kids involved, you know, with the whole process of of learning and and, and engaging with them on their level. Like, I mean, that's kind of been your theme so far in our discussion. And also just knowing that people out there are studying this on an academic level and they're trying to incorporate it in in educational settings as well as, you know, clinical or uh, therapeutic settings. So that, yeah, that shift has been very helpful. Um, so, and, and just one more, and just, and, and just for myself, even how I'm approaching it now, you know, with, with you know, trying to find my lane with with these workshops, like the one I presented at the the Strengthening Youth and Families Conference, and I'm presenting it again at another conference next week. You know, use it. You know, taking this into the academic, the academic lane, which which people is, have already created that lane, and and I'm happy that people that people did it. That I'm excited about that. The fact that there are already people who 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 are bringing it into academia, right. and so it's not a it's not a foreign or a strange idea anymore. Right. And I mean, uh, just to, to talk about the conference where I met Hadid, I mean, it was standing room only in the presentation and uh, tons of questions. I mean, I don't think he even got to all of his presentations because wow. <laughs> was, oh. you know, it's about his artistry right. and then all of his work as a, as a social worker. So, um, like I said, we're very happy that you're here because of that, that experience. Um, mm-hmm. So, I guess we'll kind of keep going with the, with the thread of, you know, people outside of the culture are not as familiar with the culture. Um, I mean, is it possible for those who aren't in those communities? I know, I mean, we talk about hip-hop, we were talking about the larger culture and how, you know, it is a part of mass media, um, and it's ingested by a lot of people that don't actually understand it. So yeah. um, I guess that's what this conversation is kind of turning to, is how do we bridge that gap and uh, – you know, when people can't understand it on a literal or personal level, like how can they? What what perspective would they need to take in order to really engage with the with the music um, or the culture? Because there's many uh, threads to to hip hop. You know, all of the elements which you mentioned, uh, DJing and um, tagging, MCing, all those different elements. How could someone from the outside of that culture perspective take in order to really uh, get something out of? hip-hop as a culture? Well, I, I mean, I, uh, so the first, my first thought is that they're already doing it um, because they, you know, they they really, they really have control over the, the outlets. So that's, that's one, that's one way that, you know, that it's already happening. Yeah. But however, is it, is it constructive, is it being constructive or destructive? Is it is it building or destroying um, the you know the communities or the young people that that really that really you know that that really live it or can really relate to it? So I, I think it's really again you know more people more more people breaking into that lane. 
you know, you know, breaking into more of the, you know, the research side of it and thinking about how can we conduct more more studies on it. There there are a few studies out there that you know that I built on that, you know where people are are using you know developing models to to incorporate hip hop poetry and spoken word and other all all other types of expressive arts into the work that they're doing. Um, I, I, I think it's just a matter of more people doing it and more people getting into those positions. Right. You know, for for example, like myself, as I'm as I'm moving into you know learning how to be an academic researcher. You know, making sure that I incorporate you know the hip hop into my research trajectory, my research program. Um, you know, like I said, after I'm after I'm done with doing some of these workshops, I'm going to write a paper based off of my, you know, my experience with these workshops and the responses that I that I did. Like as you said, I, I didn't even get you know through through my whole my whole uh, that whole workshop, and, and that that was that was beautiful though. That was good. Yeah. Um, because the, that's what I want. I wanted the dialogue to, to flow. So. I, I I just think it's a matter of people who who who's really grounded in hip hop culture to kind of serve as a bridge between you know the the community where hip hop is really embedded and um you know with other people or other communities where they're not really understanding the history the power you know, the beauty of it and not just focusing on the the negative connotations around around hip hop. So we wanna know mm-hmm. what so you you said, you know, you talked about, you know, artists that inspire you. You said Nas and you said um Tribe Called West. Am I saying that right? Quest. Quest. I'm a, a, tribe, a tribe called Quest. I was reading yeah. on the table at a library. I said, we know that, you know, a tribe called Quest, and then also Nas has inspired you. But the question is, why did they inspire you, number one? And who? And what other artists have inspired you? So, you know, like I said, Nas, the tribe called Quest, the roots, you know, um, you know, really thinking about. I'm sorry. Okay, another Philly, uh, Philly group. Oh yeah, you know, Black Black Thought and Malik B. That you know, growing up, they were they were two of the top MCs coming out of Philly. At you know, during my time, um, you know, like Common, Little Brother, Mad Lib, Jay Dilla. You yeah. know, like Black Star, Black Star, like most deaf and Talib Kweli. So for. Yeah. For me, listening to them, I, I really, I could, I, I just could relate to a lot of the stories they they were telling, and you know, you know, especially listening to like Black Star, you know, you know, listening to Most Def and Talib Kweli, that that album, it it, it, it makes you want to go read. 
It makes you want to go read about you. <laughs> they make a lot of people work. You're, you're right. Yeah, it makes you want to go, you know, read about the history of your people and not just listening to, to, you know, what people are telling you about your history. So right. for me, you know, for me and then like like Nas, you know, just the you know, the way he you know he told he tell his stories. You know, um, his first album is, is is Illmatic is one of my favorite albums. One of my yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really that their their perspectives their perspectives I can relate to their perspectives, and you know they told the stories about their different, you know, growing up in their different neighborhoods or their different communities, and you know as I'm listening to them, you know. The you know the beats were cool, the rounds were dope, and you know I was thinking to myself, you know I, I think I think for myself I started hearing people that I didn't like that 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 I thought were you know that I thought were corny, and <laughs> I said, and, and I was thinking to myself I can rhyme, you know like so I just I just listened studied. Listen and keep, just kept listening. And I sat back and then you know I started listening to like Jay Dilla yeah. and, and and Madlib, and I just started listening to instrumentals. And you know I, I started hanging out with certain other people. Some of my friends they were making beats, and they would just send me beats, and I would just start start rhyming to those beats. So it, it was just really like the MCs and the rappers that that talked about more more positive, more positive stuff, or just okay. telling yeah, stories about. Yeah, Dilla's a legend, and he, the way he's like a throwback to what hip-hop started as with, you know, mixing those disco beats to, you know, pulling out stuff from, you know, even before disco and creating these new, this whole new sound, is, you know, that he's one right. of my favorite, uh, you know, hip-hop producers, so, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like your list. As someone from the South, you know, <laughs> My my immediate influences were not as. Uh, I don't say you from the south. <laughs> Most days I am, <laughs> but my immediate influences weren't as uh, rich with different. I don't know. I mean, I grew up in the you know Louisiana when Louisiana was taking over hip hop. Like that's huh. when I grew up, and so it's like making sense. I knew those up, yeah, uh, <laughs> and all of the sounds and you know shake it fast, and so it was, oh, well, it was well very, even that, even that, even that movie. Even that that movement was dope too. It was fun, and I knew I never took it seriously as a you know as a young person, but yeah. I was always exposed to that other stuff because I have an older sister who was born you know a teen in the eighties, so I got a little bit of everything. Um, it's right. very easy in the south to get corrupted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little Kim was mine first. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> hey, she's oh, that, it, <laughs> little, little little Kim like they they were. But even the song, like I, you know, I used to I listen to the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, um, Outcast. You know. Outcast is not like deep south though. They're Atlanta. They yeah, they're, little, yeah, they're not deep. They south. got a different vibe. Please up there. take it off your list. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the south, but they're not. You know, down here in Texas, I, where you say take Outcast <laughs> off my list. No, no, yeah. put it on the list. What are you talking about, girl? He's like the D 
Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, keep yeah. them on the list. They're definitely one of the greatest of all time, greatest duos. Cause yeah. They basically represent what you're talking about with hip-hop. You know, you got Andre, who's on this more artistic, yeah. Afro-futuristic yeah. level. Yeah. And then you have Big, Big Boy, who's yeah. more grounded and, and more street, but, you know, still a storyteller in his own right. What so. a combination, huh? Right. So yeah. they're one of the greatest. Right. No, no. We, we keep them on the list. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, 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 that's, and that's what I'm saying. So even, even the other stuff, like, I, I, you know, I didn't really, I didn't listen to 2 Chains when he first came out, right? But I listened to his last album, and it's a dope album. Same? Oh, yeah. He, he, you have to, but you have to go into the album. You can't just listen to the radio song. And that's, right. That's, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. You got to listen. Like, I had to listen to, listen to his whole, you know, that whole album, man. You know, most people don't like. Most people don't know. A lot of these rappers, they went to college. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, some of they might not have finished, but they they went to college. Yeah. 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 So it, it's not like these 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 dudes. They some smart dudes. Yeah. They just you know you you tell you know you but you you also grew up in an environment too. Right. So. But yeah, like, so, that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. Go I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Keep going, Oh no, I was just gonna say like that's that like when I think about this, like I listen to a lot of different uh, artists, but I just balance it out, making yeah. you know, making sure it, it's mostly the the, the conscious hip hop, but then I, I listen to my. My 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 street music, my you know Beanie Siegel, Meek Mill, Pete, you know you know I listen to you know the lot you know I, I get my street music in every now and then, but for the but but for the most part it's it's really the the conscious artist that I listen to. So Hadeem, this is the last but final question. Okay, um, mm-hmm. and I think. Important. I, I think this question is important, so let me just cut to the chase. Because I'm just like kind of wrap around the question. What um, is the biggest challenge hip hop um, therapy is currently facing? So I, I, I think, as I mentioned before, is, is is when we talk about these these evidence based practices, okay. which 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 I you know I you know I've I've come to question them. I've come to ask where you know where were they you know um, where were they developed, who were they developed with, who were they developed for, and why are they evidence based for the populations that I worked with, you know, particularly urban black and brown communities, um, youth and families. So I, I think, as I mentioned before, you know, there needs to be, and we're talking about the research side of it, there needs to be more empirical studies on using hip-hop, spoken word, other expressive arts as a as an intervention or prevention program. And like I said, there are people that's doing it. We just need need more more studies so that we can we can research, you know, and really understand 
you know, the, the, the outcomes. So I, I think that's one. Um, an, an, another challenge, and, 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 but it's connected to that one, again, just having more people. And, and, and like I said, I don't really, I think it's people just really use, you know, how can you use hip-hop as a tool, you know, as a, as, you know, as a clinician, as a, as a uh, clinician or a practitioner, how can I take expressive arts, you know, movies, um, even books, you know, and introduce that to the young people that, that I'm working with? So is is I, 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 and I think people are doing it. I, I you know, I got it's just a. Uh, one of those things where the challenge is, you know, people want to people want to say it's not evidence based. Right. So, so what I'm hearing you saying is basically, you know, getting more support behind it as a as a as a topic of research, making sure that there's you know a variety of studies instead of being being duplicated, you know, empirically sound, just like any other type of uh, modality of, of, of clinical work. And then also, you know, creativity from the people that are actually doing it and actually, you know, incorporating in different ways and getting feedback from the young people so that you can see how it works. And if those two things combined, then, you know, you've got got yourself a good place to start. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it's just a matter of if, you know, again, being creative, you know, um, and if I mean if, if if the hip hop thing is not you know if, if if it's not your thing that's that's okay. Right. But I think I think it I think it's powerful because young people are listening to hip hop. They're right. living it, you know, and it gives us as you know as clinicians or practitioners the opportunity to really really get to know the young people and really understand, you know, their backgrounds and where they're coming from. I, you know what, I, I, I agree with you uh, immensely, um, Hadi. You know, being, working with Tiffany and working for the um, organization that we work for, I, I see this when I go into the home, and if they're not living it, they're mimicking it. They're sponging it. Mm. So this is like an, an outlet for the for the children, and you know even right. for adults too. Put them in there too, and oh, so, oh, yeah. and and so I just feel like any way that will allow a person to express how they feel to heal, it's all right with me. <laughs> right, right. I'm just, it's okay with me. And so, with that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this um, this session with you and I, but with you and I, and Tiffany. But I think that this is this is something that the generation needs. Right. And yeah. it's something they needed a long time ago. I think personally. Yeah. No, I agree. I I, I agree with you. Um, and, and you know, and and even even with what you're going. Um, and which you know, which our program is doing, is 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 part of that that path. You know, um, really, re- really, you know, there are people, and you know, I have other colleagues who 
who are really stressing the importance of talking about mental health issues, particularly in the you know in the black and brown communities, and not and it and it not being considered a stigma, you know. Yeah. So I, I you know I'm I'm excited about it. I, I think it's happening. You know, yeah. it may not be on a scale that you know that other people may want it to be on, but you know, hip hop don't hip hop don't move at nobody else's time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, Hadeen, thank you so much for interviewing with the Help Show. And guys, this is such an amazing interview. I, I, I learned more than, you know. Yeah, I got a hip hop history. Oh. This is so good. <laughs> you know what? Don't, look, don't judge me. I listen to Jay Z. I love me some Jay. Hold on. Yeah. He's going to therapy too. Oh, no. I like, I like, I like, I like Jay too. I, you know, but, but when you want, when people had that conversation between, between Jay and Nas, I'm, I'm, I'm a Nas dude. Yeah. So, you know what? I, I close to you at Hadi. I'm close to you at Hadi. Well, thank you guys for listening on the help show. And please subscribe, guys. And tell, look, Hadi, tell your friends about it. Tell your class oh, about I, I, it. Oh, I definitely will. Hey, hello now. Well, thank you guys. Have a great evening. All right, thank you. Today's podcast music is produced by Davion Abney Music. To get your very own custom beats, email him at davionabneymusic at gmail.com. That's D A V. I-O-N-A-B-N-E-Y-M-U-S-I-C at gmail.com. So, Tiffany. Yes, I am. What you think about hiding his rapper girl? Hey, I, I'm definitely a fan. Me too. Heidi, can I get your autograph? Girl. <laughs> okay. We got his lyrics. I mean, that, that's... No, no, no. You know what? I actually think he did... Okay, I'm being a little... You know me. But... <laughs> okay. But no, he actually did a really... I was really impressed. Like, I listened to it not once. But you got three... You got three out of me, honey. Yeah, you know, she's not a hip-hop head like I am, so that's a lot. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's proud of you. Look, if you can pull Nayeli in, you can pull anybody in. I'm just saying. That's true. She is the people. <laughs> but <laughs> but breaking his you know his his lyrics down breaking down the, just the, the feel of it you know when we were talking to him in the interview uh-huh. really did you know his, his influences are definitely present most definitely in his work most definitely and uh, but it's him like having had met him and seeing him in his you know professional sense and then talking to him in this interview I really do get you know these themes that kind of run through the the work and so. Uh, you know, it was it was really refreshing to hear that type of rapping, that type of hip hop, because right. it is hard to find the positive stuff. You know what it is. You know, it's 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 easy to be more negative than positive. Mm-hmm. You know what we say for for every negative, you need five, you or six need yes, you need five, six positive. That's so true. So you know what? I really like come close. Okay, that's your favorite episode. Yeah, that was getting me real sexy, Hadid. I'm sorry, I'm just, sexy, I, but he's talking about. I know what he's talking this. about. Yes, yes, I know. 
<laughs> Look, I'm trying to focus. <laughs> trying to focus, but focusing on the future, talking about his purpose. Yeah, his location, where he's going, um, his life lessons, said something about his father, gave him, you know, those lessons that you need to learn as a man. He, you know, he said that, you know, in this rap, you know, let him know, let you got, let you ladies know he is from Philly. <laughs> right. I mean, if I didn't say it enough in the interview. <laughs> but, you know, he's just like Dallas people, you know, a lot of pride in your hometown. Right, right. Um, and then I also liked how, you know, especially since it is Black History Month, how he did give honor to the ancestors and, you know, trying to make sure that he's aware of where he's come from right. and how what he's doing in his right. personal life and his professional yeah. life is really helping his people. Right. And he and, and hiding, he really is. Yeah. Really trying to do that. No, he's not trying. He is doing it. He's doing it. He is definitely doing that. Very proud of you, Heidi. And then gotta keep moving on. I mean, I really like that one. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was just listening to it and taking my own personal notes, you know, those, those themes of being focused and, you know, knowing what you're worth. And you can achieve anything. And yeah. lifting others. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a saying, but, you know, it's you have one hand going forward and one hand going back. You know, you bring your people with you as you rise up towards your goals and so right. I really got that from from the music and also that he's in the middle of that he's not where he wants to be but right. he's going toward where he wants right. to be and I like that too you know there is a um, a journey mm-hmm. and and I know it sounds so cliche but it's so true yeah, we're you know on man we're all on a journey we, we're not where we are by luck and I think that you know you have to go through issues in order to actually see where you really belong. Right, and appreciate your process. Yeah, and so Hadeen, you know, being from Philly, you know, loving hip-hop, taking that into his career, because what he's doing, this is his career. And so, you know, getting his Ph.D. and helping um, young adolescents, helping people in general, and breaking down hip-hop and breaking down those barriers is powerful, Tiffany. It's somebody you definitely want to keep... Keep your eye on. So definitely, you know, follow him on all of his things, the social medias and all of that. Yes, yes, most definitely. Um, But overall, I think the um, interview that Hydeen did, um, he, well, the interview that Hydeen did. Am I saying that right? Did. Yeah. The interview that we did with that. That we did. I'm sorry. That we did with um, with Hydeen. Um, I really enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed learning about Hydeen. I enjoyed um, what learning what he does for the community. Um, and he is truly serving his uh, his civil duty. I appreciate you, Hydeen. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, he's a rare person to, to be able to blend his expressive passions and his expressive journey and also, you know, an academic or a professional pursuit because not everybody gets to do that for most people. And he actually says it in one of the songs, you know, it's not a hobby. Yes, he's, he's obligated, like it's in him and he has to get it out. And hopefully, you know, other people that are, are struggling with things or just anybody, because we all have our struggles, like you mentioned, Nyetta, um, can find a way to express themselves, whether it's with hip hop or some other art form that hopefully we'll explore. I can't wait. Continue through the year of the arts. I can't. Oh my goodness, so I can't so wait. Good. I think we should do something with like some painting and we both paint. Okay, um, I'm an okay painter. I'm not gonna knock myself. I've done a couple of, of, of paintings, so you know. What about poetry? I am a listener. Speaking it, I feel weird. I feel weird. You, feel, you know, I've been to open mics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can listen. I'm you can listen. listen. Oh, I, I I like to I like to engage. I like to get up. I just feel like I'm at home. 
I mean, I like being on stage, but give me a microphone to sing. That, that's where I'm Oh, you gonna break? Okay, she got a little Archie. Okay, you gonna bust it? Can you? Can't do everything. You can't. Do what you can. <laughs> you can hit a couple notes too. I can, but this is not uh, about singing. Okay, I'm just you know, but, so, but hold on, no, it's about expression. I'm good. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep my Mariah notes inside uh-uh, not, for right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was not me. For oh, you go. Cause <laughs> you know what, really, Tiffany. Catch me on karaoke, though. I'm, I'm there all day. But guys, we um we want you to know that expressing yourself is very important. And so we laugh and make um, make light of it, but it's so important to be able to express yourself in any type of art form. If you're a DJ, that's therapy. If you're a painter, that's therapy. Producing, making those beats Man. like like Davion does. You know, yeah. sitting there and creating a sound out of nothing. Like yeah. that's expressive. It's 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 getting something that's in you out. And I think that's the most powerful thing that I think anyone can do. And so with that um, being said, we want everybody to um, to express that. We want everybody to find what their talent is. If it, You don't even have to have, have a talent. Yeah, you don't have to be good at it. Just yeah, do it. Just do it. <laughs> you know, if you're mad at somebody, paint. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're angry, rap about it. You know? Yeah, I think that's something that's that's missing in, in in the generation in the modern world. Because for one, people didn't have time to just express themselves back in the day. They were working so hard. But now that we have a lot of modern conveniences, there's a lot of mental time that we have time to think about our problems, think about our stresses. Right. And so, you know, every time you do something artistic, it doesn't mean it has to have some type of... Everything's not transactional. Right. Just because I like to paint doesn't mean I have to be Picasso. Right. Because I like to sing doesn't mean I have to, have to be Mariah. Yeah. Even though it would be great to be Mariah. That is my homegirl. Like, Mariah. She gets carried everywhere. Like, why would you not want to be here? But that is back to my point. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> but I want everybody to know something, a little secret. Mariah Carey birthday is the same day as my birthday. Just want you to know. It explains so much. <laughs> my homegirl my own little inner area <laughs> Mariah yes, all right she's, <laughs> she is she's something I love her so much but but yes the, the point is do something express yourself in some way whether even if it's just talking yeah but it can be more than that it can be something that's permanent like a like a painting or right. a sculpture or a journal journals journaling writing essays people there are so many people that have you know made money just expressing their thoughts and putting it in a book and getting it published not yeah. saying you have to do that but but you can but you can yeah thoughts and look hey mm-hmm. a penny for your thoughts how about that mm-hmm. <laughs> well guys we really really hope that you um enjoyed the show because we enjoyed interviewing Hadeen. Um, we have a treat for you next month so you have to stay tuned. Um, and we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you um, for continuing to listen, you know, to the Help Show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Help Show. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave comments. We want to know what you think. For more information and to donate, please visit our website at thehelpshow.org. Thank you for listening, and please stay tuned. Yeah. Look. Uh.
these days I cry Tears for our brothers Tears for our mothers Tears for our fathers Tears for our sisters For our sons that we lost Our sons we keep losing For my people trapped in the system That's so abusive My heart beating heavy My people get ready We are ready at war And it's a target on our backs Cause we black Somebody please explain Why because of our skin color We get enslaved they telling me to pray I swear I had enough and I don't know what to say This was on my mind In my heart I'm feeling pain The rain's coming down My tears coming down I know the time is now And I'm trying not to drown In this pain that I'm feeling My people need a healing To get out this burning building Cause they spilling our blood They ain't showing no love Michael and Kanye said it they don't care about us These days I'm trying to find my way in this world I hope to see that day when I'm holding my baby girl in my arms How do I keep her from harm and all this evil? How do I tell her cause of her skin that she ain't equal? And that is people out there committing violence For the love of power, money, and greed These days I ponder I'm getting reminders when I look in the mirror Black man, black man I still wonder why they fear us Chills in my bones I'm feeling so alone I got this burning feeling inside I can't control I feel my hands shaking Another life taken Another family lost His skin color's the cost And we're paying with our bodies To them it's just a hobby Next it probably be me They bury in my body So when I'm on the road I hope that I make it home And every time I get stopped I hope that they let me go Look this for my brothers out there, every day dying For our mothers, for our fathers that's never gonna stop crying Use your voice, can't keep being quiet And I wish that this world we lived in wasn't so violent Peace and love